Welcome back to Rude Dude. Alongside my pal, it's so weird with guests sitting, especially in the room. So just call it right now, dude. It's over. I was actually gonna want. I was wondering how this would go. I'm just gonna like. I hey, we're like we're I'm flowing with it, dude. Go ahead. Guy with a podcast, I love it. Um, my partner in crime, my pal, my buddy, my guy, who's just gonna be. Want, want, want in T minus three seconds. How are you, Cam? You know what, man? Um, I got a second wind. I'm, 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 I'm feeling a little bit better than I was, man. Um, Did you crack yourself a delicious and nutritious four servings of fruits and vegetables V8? I haven't yet, but I can see that you have, dude. And that, that makes this episode even more official. V8, get at us. I need a hat or a shirt or something. Um, <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing okay, man. Um been crazy with work. We, we, my whole department got pulled to do other people's jobs. So I've literally just been like glued because they're so behind. I've been glued to my computer, like working way harder than I, than I, than I should be. Um, so well, a little if you're listening uh, or anyone from your company, I want them to know that it was horse shit that you had to work on work today and you couldn't work <laughs> on rude dude things. Dude, dude, I'm over here. Like I'm over here. Like literally busting my ass and then i got i got i got my fucking supervisor henry sheridan over here like hey this short you fucking made is ass bro do better next yeah. time you fucking suck this is the absolute worst do better I'm like dude i have like a fucking 10 minutes to step away from this fucking laptop i, I got on my lunch ashley's like hey i need to get gas so i can go get addison i'm running around like my head's chopped off and i got and then i got my partner ripping my ass to shreds i understand I yeah. How you feel. Yeah. Let's talk about the <laughs> elephant in the room. And I mean, by elephant, I mean gorgeous, beautiful angel of a woman. There we go. My girlfriend, Kristen, is joining us for the second time. How are you, darling? Hello. I'm I'm doing very well. I'm excited to be back now that you guys, you know, are a little more finesse. Established. Yeah. Yeah. A video. No pressure now. No, no. It is a lot more official. I, I actually titled this video The Return of the Kedai, like as a return to the Jedi. So it's like super, super, super nerdy. We won't call the episode that, but that's what I called this room. So yeah, Kristen's back. If you've listened to, uh, um, what was it, Dating an Addict or Dating? A, yeah. Well, yeah, that was the name of our episode. Um, yep. You've heard her before. Um, she's filling in today and we're very excited about it. And we had how- another guest fall out, yeah, and uh, yeah. we had to do a pivot again as things happen. I don't even remember who it was now that we tried so Mac. many different ones. Oh, my sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was Mac. Yep. She also has kids, so. Yeah, it yeah. happens. And then we tried to get Forrest, and Forrest can't come on till like, the 7th of December. I tried to get Andy. Yeah, he didn't respond. Then I tried to get Mercedes. She was. She said she doesn't get off till six thirty. That might as well be bedtime for me. So Kay is here, and and that's and that's that's no disrespect to you, Kristen. So so, so we okay. appreciate you being here. Our seventh option. We're very happy to have you. <laughs> 
I mean, I guess we can have Kristen back on, dude. I mean, uh. yeah, she'll be okay. But the thing is, we realized, we, you know, we love our guests highly um, traumatized. And uh, <laughs> we didn't even talk about her trauma the last time she was on here. So there are things to talk about. Yeah, there is a there yeah. is a reason to get you to get her back. Um, it but was- I. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Cameron. No, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, I was. I have a question for you. Okay. Uh-oh. I'm starting the podcast. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm go. the captain now. So, so, so I can see you. It, it's a little bit more official. <laughs> I just want to know at what age were you diagnosed with being born with your heart two sizes too small? <laughs> you, you're going to start it like this now. We're going to start. We're going to jump right into it. Starting strong. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Starting strong. Well, since you- whatever would she be talking about, Cameron? Well, um, why don't you tell me, Kristen? Why, why, why would you make that allegation? I didn't know, especially because you're such a sports fan, that you hated the kickoff so much. Thanksgiving <laughs> is the kickoff of the big game. It is. You're laying your bets. You're getting everything ready. Oh, we got betting into it. <laughs> I'm folding it all in. Okay. Whatever I can okay. do to okay. get you on. Okay. Decorating for Christmas. While before Thanksgiving is okay, because Christmas decorations are the decorations of Thanksgiving. On what planet are we talking about this? Okay. And and I've thought about a rebuttal here, okay? I've thought about how I'm going to say this. And <laughs> you better it, fucking be good then, pal. It, it's going to be okay, because I, I like to come okay. from it. I like to call myself, you know what? I actually like to think that I'm Scrooge. Somewhat you like into, to call yourself no, Scrooge. I love Christmas. Scrooge McGrinch. I love Christmas. I am from a Catholic family, the birth of Christ. I I, I, I love Christmas. Presents are fantastic. All is well. Okay. Um, but do you decorate for Valentine's Day in your house in January? The answer yeah. to that is, is no. It's probably not. Do you decorate <laughs> for St. Patrick's Day in February? No. I think no, you like, don't. I feel like no, after. No, no, you don't. That's not no, true. You because no, you once don't. the holiday is <laughs> no, over, <laughs> the next holiday is coming. So okay. I'm putting up the decorations. Okay. So. Okay. Do you? I feel. Do you? I'm gonna date this year. I'm gonna have a journal, and I'm gonna date when I do these changeovers. I guarantee you're gonna get a picture on January 23rd. Look what's decorated <laughs> for, Cameron. I, I can see it now. My point is, I'm not trying to be a Grinch. It's just we seem to have, as a society, leapfrogged Thanksgiving. I remember growing up that, like at my house at least, um, I had you know corn stalks and tricolored corn cobs. And and you know pumpkins out front, and then after Thanksgiving, cornucopias, yeah, cornucopias and shit. It was it was Thanksgiving, you know, pilgrims and Indians and whatnot. And then after Thanksgiving, Christmas stuff came up, and now like everybody's just it's been attack of the white girls, and everybody's just made hey, you know what? Fuck Thanksgiving, dude. It's it's Christmas time, dude, and and and, and, and it's not. It's the middle of November. I feel attacked because I'm a, like a see-through white girl right right here. As Henry has this glowing light down on us, I'm like, Dude, I'm see-through. Hey, don't worry. You look it. angelic. You look fantastic. Yeah, you do. You do. And Henry just looks like, you know, just pure sex, dude. You, you still got that You still got that all of the skin out there, dude. I, I, I thought you, you would. You see the beard? Oh, the beard's looking great. Listen, it might be November, but this corn-fed country boy, West Virginia, born and raised, was working in with his shirt off the other day. Were you? Uh, in like 48-degree weather because I was roofing and it was hot. Okay, okay. You know what I thought about today, guys? This is random because this is just a random episode. I'm going to buy 
a, a, a smoking pipe, like smoking tobacco. Mm. And I'm going to get a rocking chair for my deck. And I'm just going to go sit out there mm. and contemplate life. Like I'm a fucking philosopher. That, mm. that was Cameron's revelation today. What do you guys think about this that? This is a good plan. I, I think from, I'm, I'm a dental hygienist. Uh-oh. It is so hard <laughs> to get pipe tobacco stain off of people's teeth. Okay. Your teeth are going to turn black. Okay. I just okay. bite it. It's for the look. I don't light it. You can do it Willie style, big Willie style. <laughs> no, that's true. Okay. That's true. That's true. It's I think so. You can tell the kids back in my day while you pull your pipe yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back more, in my day, it's more of like an aesthetic thing, right? Like it, it's like it's like I'm going to go sit on the porch while it's raining, and I may puff it two mm. or three times and rock back and forth and contemplate on why people are decorating for Christmas in the middle of fucking November. I mean, this is- Where this are is you I, in this hypothetical rain? Because you're not in California where it, it never rains. It rained today, dude. Rain today, dude. Rain today. But um, hold on. I feel like we're not done. I'm, I'm being torn in two directions. I've, I'm quite the fence sitter. My logic is um, undeniable, dude. Dude, but, I agree with my logic is also I, undeniable. Okay, then I have to be the mediator. I so you laid out some Thanksgiving decorations. You got tricolored corn. Yeah. I mean, what? Because there really aren't that many Thanksgiving decorations. Unless you have a bunch of turkeys, tiny, your tiny house. little turkeys. Um, you know, like those little those little fake plastic leaves, Thanksgiving colored um, tablecloths. Right, the oranges and the yellows and stuff. I'll throw a Thanksgiving tablecloth over it, the table. That at negates that negates everything because you have fucking you know you got wreaths hanging up. Do you, I'm surprised you guys I, do you guys got blow up Santa in the front yard up yet? Like what's happening? Not, <laughs> not yet. I have boundaries, Cameron, and <laughs> I begin with an inflatable Santa. <laughs> um, but the house is fully decorated in Christmas garb, mm-hmm. and I have to say, I'm not mad at it. I respect the bird. I love Thanksgiving. Same. No. Um, but <laughs> Cameron's revoking our plates. No plates, dude. The guy that I sat across here one week ago from today is sitting here talking about how Thanksgiving food is fantastic. I I'm love the holiday. I, I'm over here talking about gravy flowing on my face food. and shit. I thought we were in solidarity. <laughs> I'm sitting here on Monday and you're like, I'm not, I guess I'm not mad at it, bro. Like, like what, what's happening? <laughs> What am, what am I going to tell this gorgeous angel? Hey, put the fucking decorations back in the attic yes. before I beat you. Exactly, dude. You got the beard down everything, dude. Get it going. Get it going. But you know what? To, yeah. to each their own. I don't mean to be a Grinch. But but my lot. Okay. I respect your opinion. I, like, for me, I just sit here and I'm like, okay, hey, am I, am I hanging up happy birthday Cameron signs in fucking April? Because my birthday's in May? Like, like Listen, wait, like, I would let you. Let's just agree <laughs> that on November 1st, you can't be in the drop top, windows down, blaring Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas no. on November 1st. No. I agree. Can't. I think like going to the store, it's like overwhelming. Yeah, that's where with it- Christmas music. But I think like uh, in like that world and the sales world, it starts, I think, September 25th. Like I think yeah. that's the official kickoff of the season now that we can all rise against yeah I, like I, my friends that work in retail um like under armor and things like that like they all their stuff is planned to start september 25th i think you're actually on to something i think this is actually you know i'm not gonna i'm no longer mad at you guys now this is actually corporate america's fault okay because it you is know corporate america because fault. it seems to be it seems to be that you know i was seeing halloween candy in in what seemed like what like august Sep- like the beginning of September 
in in grocery oh, stores. Right. So they're they've like they've like sped it up, and now everybody thinks that they're in a season that they're not. And now we're having fucking arguments about it on a podcast. That's that's yeah. They're just trying to hawk more bullshit we don't need on us. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. So that's fun. Kristen has at least as much deck as many Christmas decorations that she didn't put up as she did. Does that make sense? Okay, so she 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 had some restraint. There's she has a restra- a, no. It means she has two times the <laughs> amount of Christmas decorations she needs. It does not mean restraint. It means there was no restraint in the purchasing of these things. And while we're on the subject, okay, I do have a problem with one Christmas decoration. Praise be. Let's go. And I'm going to lay it out here, and I think you're going to be on my side with this. Christmas towels. The oh. fucking sparkly, oh, like they, they're like microfiber texture, but dude, worse, dude. like rough microfiber. They got like sparkly shit in them. That's all hard. They are 0% for drying or utility. They're hundred percent for decorations, but guess what? The real fucking towels have left the building. Oh. I'm in, I am in Christmas towel purgatory, bud. Dude. Dude, nothing worse than the Christmas towels. I will die on that hill. We're back on perishing on hills, dude. I will die on that. They they literally don't serve their entire purpose. Uh, hey, I'm a towel. No, you're not. You're just a fucking. You're just. You're just a decoration. You're there to look at. We're not even supposed to use them. No, and it, that's and when, true. Like I wish I, I could like put available. a towel up that you, no one could touch. Yeah, that it just hung there as a decoration. But you have two kids. You have yeah. a five year old and a thirty six year old. Yes, so I do. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> yes, <Okay. I> do. <laughs> <laughs> but I will I will agree with that dude the the decoration towels um just know that Ashley has been putting Addison in Christmas dresses um she because because I Okay I, so Ashley's like a little bit on my now, side. Oh, no no Ashley's on your side. She just knows that I am I am not on the side. If Ashley had it her way it, it would my house would be I would have a fucking Christmas tree up. I would have went up and cut one down already. Like 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 for real. Like I'm not joking. So and 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 this isn't me being an asshole. I just I just it's not Christmas time yet. Like, am I crazy? Tell me I'm not crazy yeah. for this. Am I fucking crazy? Am I taking crazy? Dude, dude I literally I live blue steel Ferrari Latira. It's the same look. And you know what? I th- I think too, as like the person that decorates the house, it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. And I want to enjoy them. And that's probably how Ashley feels, because I'm assuming she decorates the house. I don't think you're hanging the Christmas towels just like Old Hank over here isn't hanging uh, any Christmas Hank, towels. Hank's not hanging any Christmas towels. Hank's not hanging no, and, towels. And, and, and and now that you bring it up, I, I'm definitely not either. Um, <laughs> I, I, I wish I, I wish I could say that I did, but I but I just don't. Um, I think this is like so. Let's a- do a poll. Let's do our poll okay. this week. Okay, this is the proper time to decorate for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Is it okay. the okay. beginning of November or is it after Thanksgiving? I need. I need. Okay, to I'm not beginning. It was mid. It's mid November. Mid November. Like when, I didn't do the whole. When did I didn't you- like Halloween. It was last weekend. Okay. Okay. That that's still like the first of November. It was like the. It was like the ninth last weekend. <laughs> it is. I guess it is only yeah. the sixteenth. But it was my four day weekend from work, and I was free. So that's okay. that's really why. All right. All right. All right. Agree to disagree. But I just know that I'm judging everybody heavily, and I and I guess I'm the Grinch. But the Grinch is one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. So I'll gladly be the fucking Grinch, dude. You can call me Cameron the Grump Davis. I don't care. Christmas <laughs> Christmas starts after Thanksgiving in this house. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> 
Um, I am the man. It starts. That's why right. are you always so grouchy? <laughs> Bitch, I live in a fucking trash can. <laughs> That's Chappelle. Chappelle, oh, dude. Or Chappelle. Yep. Oscar, you're a grouch. grouch. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Bitch, I live in a trash can. That's killing him softly, yeah? Oh, I don't know. I that think it so is. I, I think, think so. it is. I think it is. All right, All right, Kristen. So- like I said, we got you back on here for for a purpose because we uh, it was something that we just kind of got left out because um, we were getting into what it was like dating Henry and things like that. Um, yeah, your father passed away at a younger age. How old were you when that happened? So I was twenty two. Okay, I don't know why I said it that way. Twenty two. Twenty two. I think I have to like think about it sometimes because it feels like forever ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was twenty two when he passed away, um, and he died of cancer. He had a brain tumor. Ooh. So, yeah, it was a rough one. And I think what sparked this conversation, maybe between all of us, was when I think it was when Michael was on yeah. and his yeah. dad died mm-hmm. around the same time. I think his dad also died in October which was the same time that my father passed away. So, um, yeah, I was, I was fairly young, but I look at it too, as I was lucky to have him as long as I did. Like, you know, you meet people who (laughs) didn't have their parents when they were kids and I can't imagine that. Yeah. 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 So with his cancer, um, was that, was that an, uh, a super, escalated death or was it prolonged? Cause I know cancer can go both ways, but I know brain brain tumors that can kind of be, you know, pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. So his, what, I don't know. It, so he was diagnosed. I can remember, um, I got the phone call, um, that he was sick. And what was weird about my dad's cancer is, you know, you think of a brain tumor and I think a lot of people think, Oh, they fall on the floor. have seizures. seizures. Yeah. 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 Right. It wasn't like that for my dad. It was this overwhelming sense of smell, actually. He would mm-hmm. sit there and be like, are you are you burning something, like burning sugar in the oven? That's what he would ask. And no. it would it got to the point that it made him like so sick. So um, I got the call. I was actually playing volleyball in college at the time. I remember I was riding on a bus coming back from an away game. And my mom was like, your dad's in the hospital. Everything's okay, but you should come home this weekend. And I was like, okay. So – went home and the doctor told him that he had a sinus infection Nice. and for six months Mm -hmm. he was told he had a sinus infection. And I think that's where, you know, you kind of start to look back and you think if we would have caught it earlier, would it have made a difference? Because Mm -hmm. he, the, the brain tumor, the type that he had, which was a glioblastoma, they grow pretty rapidly and mm-hmm. they grow like little finger like branches, like everything that represents them. They always like show like a tree okay. because it goes into different areas of the brain. And they even when he had the MRI after six months um, of him going to like an ENT and the ENT was like, I can't do anything for you. You need to go get an MRI. And he did. And it was a tumor. Mm-hmm. Well, I can remember my parents sitting us down and telling us that he had a brain tumor, but they were like, it's benign. Mm-hmm. He's going to have surgery. It's going to be okay. And like a month later, we went to Pittsburgh. He had uh, brain surgery and the surgeon like takes a break in the middle of it and comes and talks to you as the family. And that was the first time they ever said cancer. And at the time, I think I was 19. So I remember being like, wait, he has cancer? Like asking the surgeon at that time. And she was like, well, the likelihood of it being 
not cancerous is pretty low because mm. of his age. Cause after the age of like 20 or something like that, the likelihood of it being benign is really low. Okay. And I was like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? Like cancer, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> this yeah. is the fear of everything. This is real. Yeah. 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 So I'm glad that we've now unlocked a new anxiety of mine. I'm going to be like, fuck dude. I, my, my, I have a heightened sense of smell. I now have a brain tumor. So, so, so this is fantastic. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie bandits? I don't think so, dude. Bandits? It's I showed it to you actually. It's with um Bruce Willis and um Oh, I always want to call him Tommy Lee Jones, but what's the other Billy Bob Thornton? Uh, um and, oh, and yeah. he, he's a hypochondriac and he, the whole movie goes, <laughs> You guys smell burning feathers? <laughs> um, he, like you think he has a brain tumor. Um Well, that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I actually as you were saying that, I was like, Oh, so that's a thing. I didn't even thought it was just a joke. It's not super common, but I think it's a it's a there's a there's a weird correlation with kind of like me and not that I've had like cancer, but when I had two like intestinal surgeries and we can go off on this at some other time, but the doctor, what happened was my intestines tied up and blocked my stomach. It's called a malrotation and I just threw up everything. So anything I put in my system, I just threw up. Well, lo and behold, it's only supposed to happen to infants and really old people. So the doctor just kept telling me I had the flu. I had the flu. Yeah. Well, one night I woke up and I, I went into my, my parents' room. I've lost like 25 pounds. Mind you, I'm, in, I'm, I'm 13 years old. I, I weighed 25 pounds at that time. Um, and and I, I look like I'm eight months pregnant. And long, long, long story short, like my stomach, I was like three hours away from like my stomach literally rupturing and dying. Um, so yeah, the, the misdiagnosis, um, I mean – Physicians are are people, you know. It happens, mm-hmm. but but it, it it it's unfortunate sometimes. And you know what what could have happened, right? Like, hey, maybe he could have, right. maybe it could have got fixed. So so they took it out. They told you it was cancer. What happened after that? Took it out. Took it out. Told us it was cancer. Um, and then obviously like chemotherapy, radiation, mm-hmm. all that stuff kind of started. And I think like I, when I look back, I think for me what's hard is the fact that I was in college. Yeah, and. I wasn't there. And, you know, I have two siblings. I have an older sister, a younger brother, and I think it impacted each of us a little bit differently. And where I'm a little like I I feel for them is that they were there. Like my brother, I think, had a harder time dealing with it than he'd probably even admit. Um, but he was at home and I think my mom leaned on him and he was like 18 at the time. My sister was engaged, she had just gotten engaged. Um, she was in a master's program. So she was going to, she was working, going to school full time. And Mm. then on top of that, helping take care of my dad. And I didn't have that experience. Like I wasn't there and I have so much regret. But every time I would talk to my mom about staying home from school, she's like, no, no, you have to stay in school. You have to stay in school. Like it was like, I was like forced into it. And I don't know why I, like my brother got to take time off. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. Um, so it was Super resentment. It was damn you, mom. Yeah, maybe I think part of it though, I think Brendan was struggling in school where I was still doing well. Okay. And like I was able to continue forward, whereas I think it impacted him differently. And I think that's Brendan where- was in college at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brendan was in college. Because if I'm thinking from your mom's perspective and from like experiences that other people have had. I feel like a lot of people who take time off of school often never go back. I think I, 
I do. I, I don't think I would have gone back. And I think she knew that about me. And it's possible that you wouldn't be where you are today in career wise. And, oh, you're laughing. Cause the next thing I was going to say, you might not have even met me. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, so count your blessings. That's it's no. possible. That is that a sexy ass man right next to you. Wouldn't be where you are today, like in life and career wise, had you stopped and not gone gone to school, it could have changed the trajectory of your whole life. If we're playing devil's advocate for mom, I mean, yeah, obviously it wasn't like. I want to keep you from your dad. No, you know? it wasn't. And I, th- but like to, <clears throat> and to your point of like, if I look at like my timeline of school, like I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I had applied to dental hygiene school and I actually did not get in. Okay. And that actually turned out to be a blessing because when he got sick, it would have been my hardest semester in dental hygiene school. And I think it would have been very hard for me to go back to it because it was like that time where it's like, you do nothing but study. I think any medical program, uh, like I think if you know any nurses, if you know mm-hmm. dental hygienist doctors, it's this intense coursework that you can't just like step away from. You have to, you're like in it because it all builds on itself and it's tough. Mm-hmm. And I would have, when he died, um, I would have been in one of my hardest semesters. So I do think there's reasons and the universe does things for you that you don't understand. Yeah. yeah and that was, you, you went to West Virginia? WVU? Yeah. Well, I went to Penn State okay. and transferred to okay. WVU, but okay. we don't have to get into my college career because that's no. like... yeah. <laughs> there is one thing I do want to get into. So it's interesting. Um, this kind of happened with me and Britt and a lot of our guests, but like these parallels. Um, well, for one, my dad also had cancer. Yeah. I think you knew that, Cameron. Did. did I tell you that? Well, dude, dude, I knew it because when, we, when you had that garage, that shop over by Safeway... I remember I walked up when yeah. you guys were working on the Chevelle and I smoked a cigarette and you'd look at me with disdain. You'd just sit there and be like, have fun catching cancer. Be like, oh, it's SB, dude. Why you got to hit me like that? Because <laughs> I knew he had cancer. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, fuck, dude. And I felt so bad. I just like walk over around the corner and cry. But go ahead. Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and, and that was really hard. And obviously he survived, which is awesome. That was when I was like 12 or something. I didn't know you. Um, yeah, I was young. And um but that's not even the parallel I wanted to paint because I don't even remember that time except that it was terrifying. Mm-hmm. I just remember we were all really scared that we were going to lose my dad. But the other thing that you said was that Brendan was home with your dad mm-hmm. and you and your sister were gone. I was home, so my I have the perspective of being Brendan kind of because my sister left for college and I was home and this was coming towards the end of my parents' relationship before they broke up. Mm -hmm. So I was there with during the worst part of their relationship and I felt like everything was on me and I had to mediate and I had to help and I had to be in between it. And my sister was just la-di-da off in Long Beach living her best life, having a good old time. Um, And that was really hard on me. So like if I can shed some light on Brendan's position, I think it's very hard to be 
the last kid at home that's like dealing with whatever the parents are going through and stuff. Cause I know it was difficult for me. Uh, you know what, dude? And I, I, that's a part I didn't even know, dude, that, you know, that, that might actually be another little piece as to why, why you might've leaned on drinking and doing drugs a little, little as much as you did. Um, I know that, I know that Michael didn't say that, but in his story, but, but he did the same thing. He was the only one out of his siblings that was home. So he watched his dad die too. Um, and, 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 and you could tell that it had an effect. Like it was just him there. And, 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 um, James Novicki's case was real slow. And then, and then, and then he passed. But, um, so I think there's blessings in that, Chris. And, you know, you, you know, when you sit here and you tell it, I, I think, Hey, you know, Henry, Henry made a great point there where, what would the path look like? And that, that's a story that we'll never know. Um, but, right. but the path that we're at right now is, is beautiful, right? Um, yeah. So, so you're off at college. Your mom tells you to stay in school. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody else is having a terrible time. You're off partying and pretending to do schoolwork. I mean, it is what it is. I'm just playing. I'm just joking with you. No, that was what was happening. <laughs> getting, getting hammered in a field before the Penn State game. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Hey, we got to live. You eat that experience once. Um, what happened after that? Well, okay. So, um, and I, to, you are exactly right. So I think. Let's the, just brush over everything I said, the, Cameron. That's a good plan. The, the I'm part so, that right? I'm going to come back to your stuff because that's really important. That's really important. That's why I, I don't want to come back. I want to get her response to what I said about Brendan. Oh, I thought well, you were talking about the, me. <laughs> well, I was talking about how you dusted everything I said under the rug and <laughs> we just moved on there. <laughs> so I forgot I was in this interview. Um, <laughs> You are. No, I think the part that I didn't tell about this story, because I'm always like, you know, does my mom ever listen? She probably doesn't. And my mom is definitely she doesn't like people talking about stuff. But my parents were actually separated at the time. Okay. And so Brendan had like, you know, he was 18. He was in high school. He lived through like their separation when they were fighting a lot. And my dad actually moved out and was living with his sister when all of this started. Mm. Well, my mom kind of came in and was like. I'm going to take care of him. I can put like these other troubles aside and I'm going to take care of Mickey, yeah. which oh, saying his name is always hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, after the surgery that gave us like a good year with him, like my mom always says, like it gave us another Christmas with him. <laughs> um, so it was, there were, was good parts. And I can remember, I don't know if this was the first time that it started to come back, but we were riding in the car and he was like, do you smell that? And I knew like I knew he was having that episode again. So it came back. Um, and really like with those tumors, they just keep coming back. They don't go away. Mm-hmm. And with brain cancer, they can't be super aggressive because they don't know what they're taking away. Whereas like if you have brain cancer or I'm sorry, breast cancer, um, they're usually really Locked aggressive. The <laughs> they're really aggressive in treatment because they can be, but in the brain, there's so much that they don't know mm-hmm. that they don't know when they take that extra two millimeters is that brain like what type of function is that is that motor function is that speech is that memory Mm -hmm. so then that's where it like really it was a slow progression like i imagine it would be like what it's like to be with someone who has dementia like he would get confused and Mm -hmm. like i would go home on the weekends and i would stay with him in the hospital and i can remember the nurses coming in and they would ask him you know where are you where are you and he would say i'm in the hospital and they say okay 
do you know what city you're in? And he would say, I'm in the Philippines because he was in the Air Force. Okay. And I'm always like, was he in the hospital in the Philippines? And I would giggle or like, you know, laugh or do some, make some sort of noise. And he'd be like, what are you doing here? So it would like snap him back into it. Mm-hmm. But it was, there was just a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. And my dad was super stubborn. Like my dad was like six, three, like 300 pounds. He was a big dude. Like he was intimidating and he was hard to deal with for like my mom. My mom's sisters really stepped up and really helped take care of him because I think it was difficult for his siblings who also helped. But mm-hmm. um, it was just like that. It was like this constant merry-go-round of who's watching Mick today? Who's watching Mick today? So that was really hard. And then I was like, then I was kind of like, I would be out of school for a week and then I would go back and then I was out. of. So it got really hard Mm -hmm. to keep up with all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds like an intense situation with the separation, right? Like for some reason in my mind, I, I, I envisioned like they were together, right? Like, like, yeah. But then, you know, hats off to your mom for being willing to set that aside. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. yeah, we're, we're, we're separated, but that's still my husband. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm going to be there. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I still love him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and willing to put in the work, um, you know, and I, and I will bounce back to, to what you said, Henry, like, like, dude, that's tough. I didn't know that about your, your situation. I didn't know that, that you were there during that time. Like, and especially with, like you said, like the falling out of, of, of your parents at the same time, that had to be pretty difficult, dude. Like, I imagine that was kind of hard for you, right? Um, it was, I think you made, I mean, the point of this wasn't to talk about me. It was to, you know, get a perspective like what Brendan had, but I think you did make a good point. And sometimes we come to these things that I never really thought about, you know, as far as things that would fuel my addiction and my using, um, being the last one feeling like you need to mediate between your, your, parents whose relationship is is eroding um is a tough place for a child to be no matter like what age you are absolutely you know absolutely um and like even you know your brother could have experienced not necessarily that but when he's when you're the last one left in the house and your sibling's gone yeah (laughs) um you know everything falls on you to like you know, I don't know. It's almost like when you get older, then you're raising your parents at that age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I also feel like 22 is, or like 20, 19, 20 is an interesting age for you to experience that as far as, okay, mm-hmm. like if you're five, you're really sad, but you don't really know. And then you start the grieving process early. If you're 13 or 14, it's really hard but you also don't know shit about fuck. And if you're, but when you're at the age of like 1920, you are starting to understand more about the world. You're kind of an adult. And so I actually feel like that is a pretty tough age to experience something like that. What do you think about that? I, I agree. I think every, like no matter what age you are, when you lose a parent, there's different issues with why. And like, for me, my dad was like my anchor, like, and he was the protector. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and he was the one who guided me through everything. So I felt like when I lost him, I lost all that guidance, but I knew the the standard that was set, like the things that I needed to do and and 
who he wanted me to to be and like the type of person he wanted me to be. So I I still have those things ingrained in me that I think I live by. Like even my success um, in my career is definitely driven from my dad. He was the one who said, you can do anything, you know, you can, you, and he would tell me like, you're going to be successful one day. You're, you, you have the ability to talk to people. You're going to be successful. Um, so I like miss that because he was also the person that like, he was the hype man. Like my mom is the humbler. Like she's like, oh yeah, that's good. Um, (laughs) whereas my dad, like perfect example, I was on the cover of a dental magazine Okay. and I tell my mom that I'm going to be on this cover. It was like a big deal. And I was excited and she was like, Oh, that's nice. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Okay. So I like go and I do the, like get the photo done. I don't, I don't show it to her once it's done. I don't think, I don't think I even really said anything. And it wasn't until my dentist that I grew up going to brought it into church and said, look at Kristen on the cover. And then she goes, you didn't tell me. I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> but like my dad would have had that magazine and he would have been showing everyone. Like yeah, he was that yeah, yeah. type of dad. Um, so- I wonder if that's a mom and dad thing because I, I feel like my situation is similar. Like my dad would be, I mean, my mom would be very proud, but I feel like my dad would be more, I don't know. Do you think my it's mom like a- listens. I love you, mom. <laughs> I know you'd be proud of your boy. Do you think it's like a do you think it's like a gender thing? Is that what you're is that what you're trying to say? Cuz like cuz like dads can dads can be kind of harder on their sons, right? Be like, "Oh, hey, yeah, cool." And and like your mom will be like way more hyped for you and, and in essence then the mom does the opposite cuz I know that I get super hyped for Addison. There's like a connection between a father and a daughter. That's like, it, yeah. it's weird, right? Like when I try, like even with my son, I love him to death, but I'll like grab him and I'll be like, oh, you're so cute. You're so awesome. You're so fantastic. But then I look at Addison and I, there's a different feeling there, right? Like it's like, yeah. come here, little girl. <laughs> like, like, come here, give me a hug. You know what I mean? Like, like it's dude, weird. You're so awesome. Stop crying, you little bitch. Oh, dude, dude, it takes everything in me. Like, like I make all these comments. Ashley's terrified, right? Like, what did I say? I said this to Ham the other day. I was like, are we going to crush ass? And he's sitting there, he's smiling at me. He doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, we're going to crush ass and she's like she's like we are not crushing ass i was like oh we're crushing ass. he's got this big here. i was like we're gonna crush ass and i look at ash and i go respectfully and she's like that's better and, I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then you and then you and then you got ass and you're like we gonna wear a chastity belt till we're 45 yes, yes. And that we're gonna go be a brain surgeon that's right yes yeah so. i think that was i mean that was definitely my da- like very protective of my sister and i like if we had a boy come to like take us on a date, which we were not allowed to date until we were 16, like no exceptions. Um, he wouldn't even like get off the couch to go shake their hand. Like he was intentionally, uh, intentionally hard on them. And he, cause he didn't have to, like my dad never, like, I don't really remember him yelling at me. He never like hit me or anything else like that. He had this look. And if he looked at you with that look, you were just like, (laughs) I'm yeah. (laughs) Straighten up. Yeah. Like that. So I think, you know, with him, like it was always like he sets the rules and you follow them. And I think I still needed that at 22. Um, when he did pass away, it was hard because like you said, um, it's an age where it's like you're kind of starting this like adulthood mm-hmm. and you have like responsibilities. And I didn't know how to how to do anything like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't know what the next step was like finding a job, how to negotiate things. I feel like those are things that dad's help with on mm-hmm. some level Absolutely. um that 
I miss that part. And I think the thing that makes me the most sad is I'm in this phase of life now where um, I'm kind of friends with my mom, you know, like we talk and she can't really tell me like what to do. She might give her input, but I wish I had that with my dad. Like I wish I, I missed out on that like adult friendship with your parents, which I see other people that have it and I'm very envious of it. Yeah. Are you envious of the relationship me and my dad have? Yeah. Is that why you like my dad so much? <laughs> well, I think with both of your parents, you have a great relationship with your mom too. And it's just the that the whole possibility where it's like you just get to be your parents' friend. It's not like a necessarily like a parent-child dynamic anymore. Yeah. It's just yeah. a family. Yeah. I knew exactly what you were talking about when you said that because that is how it is. It's funny, we were like we were like I was just telling you the other night, I have a new tattoo that I'm gonna go home with, and my mom's gonna go. You know, I just, I just don't get it. And I'm gonna say, <laughs> yeah. Mom, you, you don't have to. I don't yeah. care if you get it or if you don't like it. I'm an adult and I like <laughs> tattoos, and I'm gonna keep putting them on my body. So. Oh man, dude. sorry about your luck, dude. Dude, I hope was, you find your dad. Dude, I was the ultimate disappointment. I just kept coming home with tattoos. Just keep them up on the upper part of your arm, Cameron, so that. You know, no one can see him. And then I come home and I got my forearm blasted. And then I'm sitting here and I have another one. And then, and I'm drinking during this time. I'm coming home from the tattoo parlor, like blacked out, bleeding everywhere. Like, dude, just, <laughs> I mean, just, just a new tattoo everywhere, dude. Like, like just great stuff. But yeah, my mom's still disappointed with all my tattoos. I know she is. I think she is. <laughs> it's, well, you know, what's funny. I was just thinking about too, is how the times have changed because remember it used to be, don't get tattoos on your forearms or you can't get a job. Yeah. But now everyone has that's tattoos. That's bold That's not a thing. It's like illegal to not hire people because of tattoos. Yeah, it's a bold face lie, dude. Like, like even even with I my mean, company, neck or the face, I think is extreme. Neck, but anywhere else, neck, face, and hands is gonna probably disqualify you from a pretty good job, unless unless you're like already an established like executive with a great resume. Um, but it's still probably it, it's still probably gonna be a problem. Yeah, it's still probably going to be a problem, but but anything that can be covered, like like dude, I work in medical medical sales, right? Like so so dude, like I, I when I got to go into the office and I got to dress up, like dude, it's long sleeves, it's fine, it's nothing. And then yeah. and then my my office is so progressive that like dude, it, it doesn't matter. I can roll my sleeves up, I could show up and have my tattoos flaring out. It doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But but we we go off. So he passes he passes away. Um, yep. And now you've had these realizations. Was there anything that helped you along the way to where you are now with dealing with that? Did you have like extended periods of sadness? Did you go to therapy for that? Besides, yeah, yeah, besides, <laughs> besides listening to us gurus. <laughs> um, You know, well, to take it like just a little step back, the it's like I realize I have such great people in my life. Like I am surrounded by good people. And like my college roommate, Kate, who I actually think I even Shout talked out. about. The homie Kate. Yeah, shout out to Kate. Shout out. Um, Kate had to tell me that my dad died. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Tell that story. So my – I was telling you like I I was in school for a week and then I'd be home for a week. I I, Yeah, and it was midterms. And so I had missed like eight tests. So I went back to school and I was making up all these tests. I had made up seven of the eight. And so I'm studying for this – test that they're making me take the written version because I can't can't take the multiple choice version because I missed and all this stuff, but it was a special exception because my dad was sick, you know. So I'm studying for this test and it was like 8.30 in the morning and I was getting ready. My test was at 10 o'clock and Kate just opens my bedroom door and says, call your mom. 
and closes the door and uh, like tried to close it really quickly. And I said, did my dad die? And she just looked at me and like shook her head up and down. My mom had called her because she didn't know where I was. And so then she just like jumped into my bed and, you know, I sat there and we cried. And then she drove me home. Was this pre-cell phone? No. No. No, this is my mom. (laughs) Instead of just calling me directly, she called my roommate. I think – my mom was always worried about me being away and being alone. Okay, so right, right. she called Kate, but I'm like, you gave the worst information to someone who has anxiety to give t- terrible information to her friend. Mm. Like it was just like a real bad setup, but it ended up be- being good because Kate brought me home. Yeah. Um, How about a best friend for life that she found on a Craigslist ad? This is true. What? That's how Kate and I. Yeah, I found Kate. Were you her friend? Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say, dude. I just, I just picture like, dude. What kind of loser were we at college, dude? I need a friend. (laughs) I'm Ronan. I hear they post good friends on the on Craigslist. Why do I have a list in this scenario? Because that's how pathetic that would have been. I'm so excited to be here at Penn State. <laughs> Go Cougars! Go Cougars! <laughs> are they the Cougars? They are. No. <laughs> yes, they're, I thought you were doing that as a joke. It's the Nittany Lions. Oh, they're the Nittany Lions. That's a fucking Cougar. What the <laughs> fuck's a, a Nittany it, Lion? It is a Cougar, dude. The, the logo is a Cougar. Their mascot can... is their logo is a Cougar. It's the Penn State Nittany Lion. Yeah, the okay, Nittany Lions, is but it is, a, it is a mountain lion. <laughs> Tell me it's, it's a not. mountain lion. Yeah, it's it a is mountain. a mountain lion. Which is a cougar. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like a cotton headed ninny muggins. <laughs> dude, dude, we're in Christmas spirit, dude. That's a second elf <laughs> reference you made today. <laughs> I will make them till I die because that is my number one favorite Christmas movie. That's a good one, dude. That's a good one. I'm a I'm a big fan of the original, you know, Rudolph. Um, silver and gold. Give that the, to me, the dude. Claymation yeah, one. Dude, give that to me, dude. The the misfit uh, toys and shit, dude. I'm I'm a sucker for that. Give that to me. All right, babe. Number one Christmas movie. Hurry. Oh, but you, mine's you, the Family Stone. Oh, which- dude, that is very on point. <laughs> I, I, I ruined her good cry the other day. Okay, dude, I was I was Big Daddy. I was Adam Sandler. Well, I wasted the good cry on you. Oh, dude. so I came up. I was down here working on some reels and videos and stuff, and I came up right during the best part. And I'm sitting there trying to talk to her. I'm like, "Babe, check out this reel I made. Oh, today at work." And she's like. This is the best part. And then yeah. she was like real into it. And I was, you know, often like trying to fucking go viral on TikTok land and whatever else. And she's like, you ruined my good cry. Yeah. Dude, dude. She didn't get to cry during the big uh, scene. No, you where- know what the worst part was? Okay, is this guy comes upstairs and starts asking questions at the end of the movie, which mm. he hates. He hates when people do that. But he was doing it. And I, I was like, he's like, what's going that. on here? He's like, who is that? You ever who seen is that there? Movie? Who's there? Just to- I had maybe with my wet brain. I don't I don't remember. I, I, think I wasn't a huge it. fan when I when I saw it. I think honestly. you should watch it. You might cry. Time. You might cry. Oh, well, it's so good. Speaking of being a big softy, you want to know what my other favorite Christmas movie is? What? Love actually. Oh, oh, okay. All right. That is a banger. That's a good it's movie. Love. It's you know I love. You know what I love? 
um, <laughs> merging storylines. We got this storyline, this storyline, this love story. It's all connected. And it all yeah, comes together yeah. with a bunch of love, big, dude. Big, you know what? And else? you got like funny English people talking shit and calling each other cunts. I mean, what more can you ask for, dude? Dropping c words on the on the. I know. I was like, you're allowed to say it if it's English. They say it all the time. You didn't like, put an accent in on it though, pal. Yeah, We're getting canceled. Uh, <laughs> need to redact that. Redact hey, what that. what time are we at here? Okay, uh, do do do. Michael, we're taking that part out. Um, anyways, no, dude, I think uh, there's another one that's not really a Christmas one, but it kind of is. Actually, it is. Have you seen the Family Man with Nicolas Cage? Yes. That's a good one, too. That's a good one. That's a I don't remember one. it, but here's the thing. Here's That's the most one. important question, and we're going to have to die on a hill here. Okay. Is Die Hard a no. Christmas movie? I agree. No. 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 It just takes okay. place at Christmas all, time. There's a fucking Christmas tree once. Yeah. It doesn't make it a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas okay, movie Just because it takes place at a fantastic movie. I love Die Hard. It's great. Um Bruce Willis was one of my heroes when I was young because of that movie and some of his other movies, but it's it's not a Christmas movie. It is not a Christmas movie, so we're we're good off that. Okay, we we've we've gone off again. Um, I know. So 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 here we go. We'll wrap this. What up. happens when you put three ADHD people on one podcast, <laughs> dude? Dude, it's called Millennia Mix Up, Millennium Millennial Mashup. It's a tangent. It's just here. a tangent. We're just sitting here vibing. Um, so anyway, your dad died, and uh, <laughs> my dad is dead. Your, your best friend, your best friend, told you. Um, like I said. Hey. Kate told you, and then you know, I, I assume you went through everything, the funerals and all that. But like I said, um, was there anything the after? Was, was there anything after yeah. that, that 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 helped you kind of process that in the first maybe year or so? Because I'm well, I'm all I about think, better. We're we're about bettering ourselves in ways of you know helping. Yeah, healing. And I don't. I, I didn't realize it at the time. I think I've realized it in the last few years, but. I have, like I was saying, I have great people around me. Yeah. I have really good close friends and Henry can probably, t I think he doesn't even know like all of my really good close friends that I like talk to because I have ones from middle school. I have my ones from Penn State. I have my ones from WVU. I have ones here in Morgantown. I have my work friends. So I have a lot of friends and I'm a, I'm, I am someone who likes to talk. I, I don't hold my feelings in, unfortunately. Sometimes I wish I could, um, but I have these people that I could lean on that would listen to me yeah, and would hear me out and let me be sad or, you know, like they just understood that I was sad and I was in like a, a, a hard place mm -hmm. and they all kind of sympathized but never took pity on me. They were, you know, they just were there as support and I always had them to talk to. And I think that whole experience of my dad passing away has made me better prepared for my friends who have lost their parents as we've gotten older. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're, they, I have good people and I think if I didn't have them, um, maybe I'd be in a little bit darker of a place with it. Mm -hmm. I also grew, I was always really close to my dad's two sisters, but now I'm like super tight with my dad's two sisters. Like I talk to them on the phone all the time. My one aunt sends packages here all the time that nice. Henry tries to steal the candy out of. <laughs> um, Word. So, and like they, they, everybody keeps my dad alive in, in ways too. Like my sister's so good at it. Yeah. Um, Honoring the memory, like yeah. we talked about, yeah. dealing with loss. Great episode. Great Go episode. Sounds like sounds like you, you surrounded yourself with a bunch of what we and me and Hen like to say real ones. Um, mm -hmm. you know, you know, ones that are actually there for you 
um, during your time, like that, that can go, that's huge. That's so huge. Like, like, cause I've admitted on this podcast that sometimes I want to be the one like, like Chris and I'm kind of like you where I want to talk a lot. Um, yeah. And, and you and I are very similar in that way. <laughs> in some, in some instances, we just need those people to just sit there and listen. And it sounds like you had a bunch of people who were there to just sit there and listen with the right intentions. Like, Hey, this is my mm-hmm. friend. She's hurting. I'm here for her. No matter what that looks like. <laughs> Memer's getting hot and heavy over there, dude. I love it. Dude, uh, you hear licking noises. Yeah. It's just me uh, <laughs> trying to lick Kristen's face, yeah. striving for attention. Dude, dude, yeah. So if you're not watching TikTok <laughs> or Instagrams or YouTube, Which you are missing be. out on a you're a just- beautiful woman and the cutest doji that ever did live. Dude, she looks great. Look at her. She's like a silver fox, dude. She's like in her prime. She dude. is the bestest beastie. <laughs> dude. But but but, but but yeah, those those friends, Henry's Henry's mentioned it multiple times. Like that's that's just so important. So I'm glad that you have those people in your corner because yeah. who knows what's coming next, right? You know? And, right. And, and that's you know, we we talk about trauma. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm, I'm always in fear of losing something good. Like mm-hmm. that's like my, like I overthink to the point where I'm just like I, I worry myself. That and- that is a problem. Um, and I'm not like a psychologist or anything like that, but, but when you have that type of like, that type I think of, that's bad though. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a really bad way to look at things. Um, because, because you're, you're in essence, you're not actually staying in the present in the now. So we're, we're, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time, right? Like, Hey, look, we're sitting here on this podcast. We're having a great time. But if I was channeling that mindset that you just, that you just said, I would mm-hmm. then be saying, well, at some point, Henry and I are going to argue about a fucking reel and this podcast is going to be over and the good thing's going to never going to last. Or, or we're going to say, <laughs> Henry, you yeah. the C word on the podcast and it's going to get canceled. Done. Fun. <laughs> podcast over. Um, you know what I'm saying? And that's a stupid example, but it, but if you can see it's the same structure, right? It's the same type of yeah. thing. Now, that doesn't mean that you know trauma isn't real and things like that. Like I said, losing a parent is rough. I've never experienced that. But- I, I, I implore you to try to, when you find yourself in that type of mindset, to sit there and be like, hey, where, where, where the fuck am I at right now? And what's really going mm-hmm. on? Because, because mm-hmm. you're, doing, you're doing the the what if game. The what if game. That's just imagination land and you pretending that you're there and it's happening right now. That's not happening right now. So, so right. that's that's Cameron's uh, anxiety advice because I struggle with it too. Um, and yeah. it can really, it can throw you for a loop and you can, you can miss out on all the beauty that's really around by sitting here worrying about, well, at some point this is all going to burn to the fucking ground. So what does it matter? Yeah. Mine is more like I'm going to die at 60. I only have so many years left because my dad died at 60. Yeah, yeah. So in my mind, that's like all the time. Like what mm-hmm. does life look like after that? Even though my mom is still alive, but for some reason I feel like it's going to be me. I'm going to be the next one to get a brain tumor. We never know. Um, so that there is that fear and you're right. And that's where I will bring it back to like the podcast and, you know, being a normie. Um, like I didn't use alcohol and drugs to, to cope, Which but impressive. where this pod, <laughs> I mean, I drank Commendable. in college. Don't <laughs> not, not trying to play holier than thou over here. Maybe, but. maybe you did a little more than you realized. Maybe, but everyone else was doing it too. That's true. Yeah. That's um, true. So like, I, but I look at it like the, from the podcast perspective, like you just said, Cameron, like you're, when you're focusing on the future, you're not appreciating the present. You guys have talked about things like that on here before. And that's where this is good for everyone. Like just because you don't have 
um, a drug and alcohol problem, you know, presently or previously, there's value in the lessons from sobriety. And I know I've learned a lot from Henry, just him telling me, like, you know, we've obviously talked about some of this stuff before and he'll, he'll be like, you can't worry about those kinds of things, which is hard to hear. Cause you're like, I can't help it. Mm-hmm. But it, 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 like hearing that it does start to shift within you. So it, it's, it's full circle practice. Dude, I, and I could, uh, I could just, I could just ask your D for what you said to her a minute ago, because I've been trying <laughs> to tell her this. I mean, I could, I could walk outside to grab our DoorDash food and a truck could swerve off the road and smash me into the wall. But like, I don't think I'm going to worry about that. Cause if that happens, you know, I probably won't be worried about anything ever again. Um, but like I, these things, it's just like you said, man, like anything could happen. You know, we could lose anyone tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. So why not enjoy today and live it up to the best of our ability? And, you know, it, like you get into the what if and the maybes and all that kind of game, you could drive yourself crazy because mm-hmm. anything bad could happen. Like, I don't I just I don't choose to live my life. I mean these thoughts do come up, absolutely. but I don't like, I don't keep preclude myself from doing things that I want to do or having experience I want to have or whatever, because this might, or that might happen. Like <clears throat> and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And I'm going to do my best to enjoy it until it does, you know? Yeah, dude. And I think it's a testament to the one day at a time mantra that, that we were taught in the program. Right. So, so when, when, when you fully embrace that, like, Hey, I, I just have to, I just have to not use today. Right. But when you can flip that on its head and make that about how you live pretty much every, every day of your life in every aspect, it makes mm-hmm. these impending wild, crazy imaginations and fiascos not as powerful. Right. Well, hey, hey, you know what, that, that may happen, but, but I got today I'm, I'm alive right now. And, and you know what, I'm not, yeah. drunk and, and, and I'm not saying that that means we don't prepare for the future or anything, you know, that can get misconstrued. But, um, if you can do that, um, it, it brings a whole level of peace, or at least it does for me. And I know it does for him and millions of other people. It's, it, it stops that, that, that cycle of, well, at some point it's all going to come crashing down. Yeah. No. So Me and my here doom, she is. My doomsday. Yeah, hey, hey, doomsday. It's easy to do when you're when you when you have an anxiety disorder. That that's the mechanism, and it's it's the what if and the catastrophe clause. Um, so yeah. what terrible thing is going to happen next? And it's never it's never and it's always worse in our mind. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, the the thing is, is don't engage with it. So there's there's my year of th- my years of therapy for you, Kristen. Heed heed Thank our you, advice. <laughs> I've not gone to therapy for this with my dad. My so my sister is actually a therapist. That's the other thing, huh. and she had to do um, like I guess when they train you for trauma therapy, they actually do trauma therapy on you. And she was like, "I did not know I had so much unresolved stuff with dad. Like just the yep. like the sadness. I think all of us like you, it's like you don't fully face it. And that's what I'll say about people who lose." like someone important in their lives or significant other or, you know, father, sister, brother, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I feel like when they're at the funeral, it's almost like you're in like a dream. Yeah. Like, because you're supporting the people coming in. Like that's what it feels like versus like them consoling you, you end up consoling them. Mm -hmm. And so like, I feel like the grief hits you 
like two or three weeks after that, when all of those people are gone. And I think that's when you know who your friends are, who's still there, knowing that you're not past that. I think that's a great point. You got something to say, Han? No, I'm just, I'm, I'm, um, I'm just listening and eating and eating all this up. And, um, my, I'm, I'm, I feel weird tonight. I feel all over the place. Yeah. This is like heavy subject matter. And, um, it's also weird sitting here right next to her on video and listening to this. <laughs> so I'm just, uh, I'm just following along. Well, I think it's, I think it's cool, dude. I think it's been a beautiful episode so far. I think we've, we bounced around really well and I think it's great. <laughs> and I think we can, we can come off it unless you want to say anything else about it, Chris. And if you have any advice for anybody about dealing with that or, or what you've said already is more than enough. It's up to you. Yeah, I don't think I I don't think I have good advice because I think everybody's different. And I think it depends like on your relationship with the person that passed away. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's hard to deal like Henry's lost a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. And I think dealing with each of those losses is is different. So it's hard to give advice. But I think for anyone who knows someone who's lost someone, know that the grief isn't usually like immediate. It's like it comes slowly mm-hmm. later on. So to be there for them, not just whenever they're doing the funeral stuff, but the the weeks following, I think that's what's really important. I've found that with everybody I've lost, that it comes in in these these waves. Waves. Right? It comes mm-hmm. in it comes in these waves, and it comes in these random ass moments where I'll just be chilling, and then all of a sudden it, it smacks you in the fucking face. You're just like, mm-hmm. God damn, I miss that person. You know what I mean? Like like mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like like I'd be like, fuck, dude, this sucks. <laughs> Um, Dude, I'll tell you what, when I got this tattoo for Dustin that night, I was cool and everything was great and I didn't shed a single tear. I cried for like most of the day, the next day, off and on. So yeah, it it comes in waves. I can definitely, definitely agree with that. So here's the question. If you could tell your 22-year-old self something... What would you say to young, gorgeous Kristen? Oh, God. You couldn't have told me this before the podcast? Nope. No, not at all. I just <laughs> I just cooked it up live. This is what we do, freestyling yep. live and direct. 22-year-old Kristen. Um, would you just say, like, he's not the one. The one will come along when you're, like, 34? <laughs> like, like, like I, I, Isaiah 410, like, prophesizing <laughs> He's not the one. A tan, a tan Native American man from California will arise. <laughs> put, put, put Benny Bagels back on the bench. I have to. I have a story to share with you after this. The man, nobody the man who calls himself the hammer shall that. come out of. <laughs> okay, so he's talking about my my high school boyfriend right now when he says Benny Bagels. This guy, my dad dies. Okay. And okay. we, were, we had been broken up. We covered that. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> he te- he sends flowers to my mom's house. Well, nice, you know. Respectful. We were broken up, oh you know. God. It was it was it was nice. And then he t- he texts me and he tells me that he's going to come to the funeral. Okay. Doesn't show up. Word. Doesn't come. Doesn't come. Then says like, I'm sorry, I got stuck like at school or something. I can't remember. And then he's like, do you want to go to dinner? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he tells me, so I wait the next day. It's like, you know, 12 o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, 
four o'clock. Well, at first it was lunch. That's what it was. Four o'clock comes. I'm like, so I guess we're not going to lunch. And he was like, oh, no, how about dinner? And I was like, okay, dumb. I should have just said no there. And then it was like midnight and I was just like, I'm never speaking to this guy again. So he, my dad, I always, my dad did not like him. And I'm like, I think he like inserted himself there (laughs) um, for me to just finally like, like we had, we had been broken up for a while and it, you know, wasn't good, whatever. Um, But I think that was like the catalyst that like kept me away from him. And like, I was like, I'm never talking to him again. But I guess if I was talking to myself at 22. Wait. Sorry. Didn't he not, did he not, did he not, did he not, like, say, sorry, I didn't get to lunch, sorry, I didn't get to dinner, but, like, are you up? <laughs> no. I thought that was part of the story. No. Be a lot I think he, te- he I think he texted me at the end of the night and asked me if I wanted to do something the next day, and I said, no, thanks. Oh, I thought he skipped out on lunch and dinner and was like, are you trying to Netflix and chill though? No, no, he didn't uh, do that. Mm, Not that I well, recall. Well, Benny Bagels, if you're listening, suck a dick, dude. <laughs> Love rude, dude. You're a clown. <laughs> <laughs> and look who I got. Thanks for sucking. Yeah, um, dude. If I mean, you could talk to your 22, sorry. No, go ahead. She got to answer the question, oh, Kay. She got it. Um, oh, I don't know if I got it. Um, I guess I would say you figure it out. Somehow you figure it out. Okay. Because just keep pushing. Is that the just thing? Like, just keep going. Just keep swimming. Just keep. I don't know. My tw- if I would have been prepped for this, I probably would have a good answer for myself. But I was like in a little bit of a lost space because like right after my dad died, then I got into dental hygiene school. That's when everything started taking off. So I feel like, you know, if you believe in heaven, you believe in things like I feel like that was him helping me. Um, So like somehow you figure it out and the universe will do what the universe does. Wise words. What a good question, Hen. Right on the spot. I like terrible that. question. It was That's a terrible question. So, so, so now I have another question for you, and th- this one, this one will be really good. How did it feel to to get your ass kicked by Henry in fantasy football? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's what's hilarious about this is I was like, I cannot lose this game. Actually, I said it on the podcast you too, didn't did. I? Yeah, I, and and what was funny is. I didn't just beat her. Oh, now I we're bragging. Fucking yeah. annihilated. <laughs> Dude, Crushed I me. scored the highest score of the season in our whole league against her. Everybody's Dude. getting 120s, 140. I think I had like 190 points. That yeah, dude, that yeah. was like 200. Yeah, I was going to say it was 200 something. <laughs> it was such shit. That's and he awesome. was so right on the podcast, though, whenever he was like, if I lose this game. She will never play fantasy football again. She will talk about it until we're old and gray. 100%. He's 100% right. And I would have never played fantasy. And I would have been like, yeah, remember that time I beat you in fantasy? Forever. And I didn't rub it in because that's what should have happened. I wasn't going to be all on your helmet like you would have been to me. But it does feel good to say it because I know our listeners were just like, oh, my God, we never heard who won. It was me. (laughs) It was me. And I believe there's only one person on this podcast currently who's beat both the people on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's true. That's you. Cameron also failed. I well, Cameron also him. beat me. So really, I'm yeah. the loser on the podcast. Yeah. But that's how it should be. If you beat us, you know, we need to reassess our lives because this yeah. is our lot. That is our lives. It could I... be... Go ahead, Cam. No, you go, Cam. <laughs> it could be worse. I, I literally changed my wife's fucking lineup to beat myself <laughs> on Sunday. So 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 that's good. Like, yeah. like, 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 like out of out of pure moral standards, I was like, well, if I was playing somebody who paid attention, because we dogged you out for the very first yeah, week when yeah, you I let never your wife play it. Travis Kelsey right. when he was injured. I got I got kids and dogs flying around around here, dude. Cats <laughs> and shit. I can't keep up on this. But but I but I woke up on Saturday or you Sunday and I was like, your wife's lineup. And I looked at her and I said, I said, let me see your phone. And, and dude, yeah, I, I think I just did it like subconsciously. Like I was like, ooh, that's a good pick. We'll make that move, that move, and this move. And then all of a sudden, I'm watching the fucking shit, and I'm like, oh, she's she's kicking my ass. Like I said, it was like it was like liar liar where he's beating himself up in the bathroom. I'm like I'm kicking my well, ass. Do you mind? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say like. We share this and let's get a little credit for being good dudes because I also gave Kristen Nico Collins and Puka Nakua off yep. the waiver wire, which are arguably like the two of the top maybe five all year or ten, definitely. Yeah. Except they're both injured now. Men of integrity. Well, things happen. Men of Men, integrity. Men of integrity. So, when it comes to but I still whoop that motherfucking nerd, boy. <laughs> I, do have, I do have one more question for you, Kristen. <laughs> Instant karma. Okay. <laughs> Out of all the episodes, this is a sniper one. Out of all the episodes that we've had since you were last on, which one has been your favorite? Oh, well. She doesn't listen. She doesn't, does she? I. uh, No, she definitely. I really, really liked the Britney episode where she talked about like her mom and everything Mm -hmm. else like that. I really liked that one. Um. But I feel like a throwback is important, and I love the boundaries episode. I feel like that is a good one too for people, you know, outside of recovery and just life in general. A universal banger. I love that episode. Yeah, it's so I good. Boundaries. I've, I've listened Henry's to got a chub times. right now. If you look at him for saying that it was the boundaries episode, well, I can see it. I was, <laughs> I was spitting. I was spitting hot. Hot flames you for were, an hour straight. You were so. There's another one. I am the boundary guy. There's another one that I really like too, and I can't. Um, remember. What's my other favorite one? Boundaries oh, I loved and, your brother's episode. Oh yeah, that was another really good one. That was a heater. Um, nice. and I liked Shandel's episode. I also liked the version of the Italy story that Shandel gave, which is a little different than Henry's story. Yeah, when he doesn't. <laughs> remember it the the important part's the same is that italians were repelling from helicopters <laughs> to fucking murder me that the, bitty the bitty beachy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there's a lot of good ones but i think okay. like she's a fan girl i just yeah. i just i just want i was just curious i was just curious yeah. okay well is there anything else you guys want to say there is one thing yeah I do man want. okay go ahead what do you guys say? Well, while we're in this portion, you know, we uh go oh, something. Oh, the she said something about the Britney episode, which was a fantastic oh. episode. Are you gonna talk about your hater? And how oh, you don't yes. make it until yes. you get a hater? We have a hater. <laughs> we have a hater. Dude, I was and, waiting. Um in the words of a very wise man, 
If you only got nine haters, you better figure out how you can get to 15 by summer. <laughs> and if you ain't got nobody to hate on, you can feel free to hate on me and sit up there and act like my hair ain't luxurious when you know it is, bitch. <laughs> a shimmer and I, a shut about a Honda. That wise man is Cat Williams. Um, yes. We got our first hater Him on Chronicles. TikTok. But actually, you know, I didn't drag him or talk shit back because he commented on Brit's video. And he was upset that I was commenting on addict parents because it was mm-hmm. became abundantly clear that he had an addict parent and he uh, it was not a fond memory for him. And so I came back at him with, uh, you know, compassion and calmness um, and was just like, hey, man, I'm sorry that that was your experience. Um the reason I felt comfortable talking about this is because my guest had that experience and also I was that parent and I got better. So, um, you know, it doesn't always yeah. turn out well. Um, hers didn't turn out well, actually. You know, no, that's what's funny. The guy's taking it out of context. It's like her her mom died from the disease and she's doing all right. So, yeah. you know. But um, but it, it it was just fun because we knew it's bound to happen. You know, people are going to be mad. They're not going to like what we say. And uh, you know, get you some haters if you got haters. It means you're doing something right, baby. I got I got to say, dude, your your execution of dealing with that hater, a one, dude. Thank Choice. You. you handled it like a like a sober professional. Well, what am I gonna be like? No, fuck you, you piece of shit. Your mom was a piece of shit, and so are you. <laughs> Your page sucks ass, bro. Ha! Like, like, no, dude. <laughs> Sorry, you're a crack baby, but you look like a. Stop! <laughs> okay. Oh my god! You look like you had a goddamn addict parent. You better <laughs> shut the fuck up coming around here. You don't know me, boy. Oh yeah, I see it. Fetal alcohol syndrome. Them eyes is wide, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Why you look like one of them damn sunfish? <laughs> Every- Everyone remember, we're saying what we didn't say, okay? We could we could have took it there, but we did not. We came with love and compassion. Yes, yes. love and compassion. He had a, he had a rough time. Um, before we get to oh, our spiel. Oh, go ahead. There's, there's another shout-out in order. My boy oh, Nash. My boy Nash is a huge supporter of the podcast. Come on the podcast. He's going to. Um, he's he's going to bring his britches. He's going. Uh, he's going to reckon his way right on over here, um, and it'll be a, a tootin' rootin' tootin' good time. I promise you that. I'm really looking but forward to that one. The best experience of my life was the other day. He was listening to the podcast at work, and he's walking around on the roof, and every two to five minutes, just goes ha ha ha. Yeah, it was a good one. Ha ha ha. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> and he's sitting there laughing at my podcast, and it was fantastic. It was the biggest ego boost I could ask for. Um, and he he tells me, he's like, man, you guys got a good thing going on there, man. You guys got good good charisma, and you vibe good. And so shout out my boy Nash. And Nash. also shout out Jason Starn, who is the screenshot I sent you today. When you guys dropping the next one? He's into it. He's been uh, listening on his drive. So shout out to Jason and shout out to Nash for uh, being our newest, most dedicated fan. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, everyone is welcome here, and I'm glad that you guys can find our uh, 
our uh, content um, palatable. Um, we think we're fucking hilarious, but it's really good when other people think we're hilarious. If I come around, if I come around the corner and I hear Ashley laughing and she's listening to the podcast, I'm like, ha, 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 that's right, dude. I'm funny. Uh, we're fucking funny, dude. And then you think so. Have you and, experienced it? You see yeah. it? Oh, I see it all the time, dude. She'll laugh. Or when I'm yeah. editing clips, like when we were doing the Michael Jackson one and dancing, she, she was laughing yeah. her ass off. I was like, yeah, we're hilarious. We're funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, it's, it's cool. So yeah, thanks for all the support. Um, it's, we got a whole bunch of stuff. So I know you guys have probably been getting, you've been noticing we've been really jamming rude dude up your ass and it's because we're on a whole bunch of new platforms. Um, so it's Instagram, it's YouTube, it's TikTok, and all that. However you want we to. Are finger blasting all of social everything media. everything um but 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 it's it's um it's how we get out so however you will feel like ingesting our content we appreciate it just make sure that you like and follow it as long um, as it's th- not with a spoon and a ladder baby there's one thing i want to say before i finish thank you so <laughs> <laughs> okay Dude. Dad jokes, embarrassing girlfriend live. Oh, dude. Go watch this video. Because you just see this slow look at me like, you just be the dumbest motherfucker alive, boy. What am I doing here? Uh, where's Billy Bagels when I need him or whatever the fuck is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he only stood me up twice in one day. That wasn't so bad. Yeah, right after my dad died. What a stand up fucking guy. Um, so. I got to pour one out for my baseball team. Um, the Oakland A's are officially out of Oakland no longer. Um, they are in Las Vegas. John Fisher is a Jesus. fucking cocksucker, and I hope he burns in hell. Um, are they going to wh- share this the the toilet bowl stadium like they did for the longest? <laughs> no, no, no. But I just, I just, I just want to say it's sad for the city of Oakland that they couldn't put something together to at least keep one of those sports franchises. Um, you had the Warriors leave, you had the Rangers leave, and now the A's are gone. A lot of history and a lot of dedicated fans in that area got fucked by owners all moving to the desert where it's just a, a bunch of crackheads and drunks running around. So I get it, um, but it is sad because now I'm not going to be able to go to A's games anymore, and it, and it blows ass. That so I wanted to pour one out for the city of Oakland, um, and uh, if they change their name to anything other than the Athletics – I'm going to put, hey, that don't pour a V8 out, dude. That's oh, our sponsor. No, but- um, I'm going to put all baseball teams into an AI generator, and whatever team pops up will be my my, my new baseball team. San I heard Francisco that- Giants. Absolutely not, dude. I'll, I'll stop watching baseball. Dude, did you have I'll never, never supported any San Francisco team, bro. Did you happen to see that Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and another guy from the other team – uh, which we were playing the Wolves, Timberwolves? J- oh Timberwolves. Who's Gobert play for? The Timberwolves, where Draymond choked him out. He got suspended for four games. <laughs> yeah, I know, which is stupid. But yeah, they were kicked out of the game bef- while the score was zero zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, dude. Insane. I I like that the NBA is going back to like being a little more physical and they're, they're fighting, but it's shit. not. Cause he got freaking suspended for five games for doing what you supposed to do, which well, is protect he, your teammates. Yeah. But the, big I dog think. tried to jump on clay and he said, no, 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 big dog. That's not what we're doing. And it wasn't violent. It was just like, that's not what we're doing. And you're coming with me. 
Because that's what we're not doing. Well, we know what you're doing here. Oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, don't mind things. me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're All not right. watching the video, you just missed out on that. So Yeah. Check All right. Out. Well, I will give us our spiel. It'll be really quick this time. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to condense it. You Are do you the ad libs and throw them off. <laughs> don't you dare, dude. I already got Mia and everything. So uh, give us a follow on Spotify, Apple, Samsung Music, All Amazon I Music. Want for All Christmas. Of them. <laughs> <laughs> dude. All of them. Give us a follow, like, and a share. Five stars would be fantastic. Rude um, dude pod everywhere. Rude dude pod everywhere you can find um, you know, our, our stuff. We're on Instagram. Jump on now TikTok. On Give us a follow. Jump on TikTok. Hey, if you want to, if you want, look at our re- most recent post where you can refer to the hater that we just described. He's there. Um, Henry had a very we nice can't be mean to him, but you could. You you can if you want to, um, but don't. He he just has some trauma that he hasn't dealt with. Um, yeah, follow us everywhere. Um, with that being said, um. <laughs> I love you, Hen, and I love you, Kay. <laughs> it's time to ingest some Ravens and Bengals football. Mm, it better be good. That does sound who's gonna, really delicious. Who's hey, going to win? Oh, you love him too. I love you too, Cam. I like to um, get off subject as my ADHD brain, brain would. Uh, You're going to be texting about football in five minutes. Well, hang on. This is important. We like to put these things on the pod. Okay. Ravens or Bengals? I'm going Ravens. I'll split it. I'm going to go Bengals. All right. All right. Kay, what do you think? I think Bengals. There we go. There we go. All right. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Hey, hey, Joe Burrows is a fucking sexy man, dude. Her. Yeah. Her boyfriend is Nick Bosa. For sure. Tree trunk yeah. legs. Dude, he's a His beast. legs he's are the size beast. of your chest. Yeah, that's a fact, dude. <laughs> that's a fact. I saw a picture the other day. I was like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, but to be clear, it's not his legs. It's his face that I like. <laughs> it ain't your booty. It's your beauty. Mm. All right. Well, I love you too, Cam. <laughs> and I love you too, babe. I love you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for coming and on. And remember, be yourself and fuck what they think. And dude, just when you saw Are you going to be able to do this with Kristen walking in the weirder? <laughs> Later, dude. Later. <laughs> 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 <laughs>